Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters, episode two. 69. <laughs> nice. The Suicide Squad. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. <laughs> Hello, Eric. Hello, Joe. That might be my thing that makes me happy this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad. It's an early front uh, runner, if nothing else. <laughs> so... Uh, for the listener who might not know, I, I spent oh, seven, eight years of my life doing a sketch a day uh, on my on my art blog, uh, and every time I stopped it or paused it, I usually stopped on like you know, like the first year I stopped on day three sixty nine, and the first uh, second one I stopped at like six sixty nine, and then when I finally stopped it all together, it was like one thousand four hundred sixty nine. <laughs> Uh, if you can follow the pattern there. <laughs> no, what is it? Is it every... Are they all multiples of three? Is that what it is? Yeah. That's okay. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'm I'm obviously a 12-year-old. We, um, we keep it classy around here. <laughs> sure. Uh, but... So, so I was always fully aware of when, like, I hit you know, a number 69, like in the, in the progress of it, but I never really celebrated it so much, (laughs) (laughs) which always disappointed me. Like, like I would post something. I was like, Oh fuck, it's day 69. You know, I should have done something stupid for it. (laughs) Right. Uh, and, and, uh, but, but like I always knew, uh, so, so it delights me that, uh, even though you you could not have known in advance, there's a 69 joke in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> it worked out so well. I wish I had known. <laughs> oh, man. The Suicide uh, Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Squad. Not to be confused with Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> very different movie i assume i've never seen it have you not ever seen it i you know i thought about watching it just for this but then i thought that life is short <laughs> so i did not watch it <laughs> i mean you've made the right call because <laughs> uh, it's a terrible goddamn movie and like, like, so, so even with the Snyder cut thing, like, like knowing what the theatrical version was and like, I could see like where you, you might think that there could be an improvement with uh, just a snacks, a uh, snacks Snyder version of the Justice League. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, like, like, you know, whether you may like it or not, or, or, you know, and honestly, like, like I could not given a shit about that unless if it wouldn't have been for just the the jackasses who kept propping it up. Right. Right. Uh, but like, I can see, you know, okay, well clearly two different, you know, possibly more than two different, you know, visions were presented in this film, uh, with the whole air cut thing. Uh, that thing is just a just a lump and turd, and <laughs> like I do not see how anything could have changed to make it better because it is still a two and a half hour fucking cutscene from the worst video game you've ever watched. <laughs> not played. You're not playing this game. You're just sure. watching somebody else play it. Oh, that's awesome. Because that is what that movie is. It is watching a two and a half hour cutscene. Yikes. Uh, it is terrible. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the only reason that I would have been watching it would have been uh, for science, basically. Sure. Right. <laughs> like, I have no interest in it. Clearly, I mean, I've had ample opportunity to watch it between when it came out and now. Right. And, uh, yeah, like I said, life is short. <laughs> No, you have made the correct decision. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I was like, I wish you had so that we could at least discuss it a little bit uh, without it just being one-sided me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, you're you're just, you're better off. Uh, <laughs> and there's a part of me that is envious of you. Aw. <laughs> if, if only... Uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind technology existed where we could erase <laughs> movies yeah i mean you can't get that time back though that's true that's yeah. true i mean no matter what uh you know wh whether i remember it or not uh i still wasted three hours watching batman v superman at some point so <laughs> i don't consider that a waste <laughs> are you sure <laughs> You know, I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. But I had fun watching it. Okay. All right. I, I didn't. <laughs> not your fault. Uh, but we're not here to talk about those bad movies. No, no, we're not. Uh, unfortunately, though, we kind of have to uh, in context a little bit. I suppose we do, yeah. Uh, because cause they lead sort of directly to the movie we did watch yeah uh there there's at least a clear through line uh and uh you know i i may not have enjoyed watching those movies but i thoroughly enjoyed watching this one definitely uh so so last week when you announced it i said that i would you know pretty much have to watch it that night sure uh, and i'm glad i did because Boy, I could not escape anything on Twitter uh, about it in the <laughs> ensuing days. Uh, did you watch it earlier and, and then, you know, for the show? Or, or did yes. you just hide yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we watched it on Saturday. Okay. Uh, I, I, I managed to, to get through pretty spoiler-free. I don't know that I saw anything for it. Uh, on Friday, now that I think about it, I, I don't remember being, or I don't remember seeing anything where I was like, oh man, I wish I knew that, or didn't know that. Right. Um, so yeah, we, we went in, and Jenny obviously didn't know anything, well, anything sure. about it, uh, other than she, James she's Gunn. She's not invested. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, and good for her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's There's got other things going on. Yeah, I mean, there's that, and also, you know, there there's a part of me that just, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes I wish I didn't give a shit about any of this. <laughs> Honestly, I feel that way too sometimes. <laughs> like, like, what does any of this matter? Right? <laughs> it clearly doesn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we I, I went in completely fresh. I I had seen maybe the first trailer for it. Uh, and then I don't think I'd seen anything else about it. So I just, oh, I mean, wow. it, I sort of took your tack. I knew it was a movie that I was going to want to watch. So I wanted to go in as, as clean as possible. It's, it's, you know, uh, sometimes increasingly harder to do, but, uh, you know, I, I do my best to, to maintain that. Yeah. Um, I saw the, uh, I, I never saw a trailer for this, but I did see the, uh, like the, the roll call trailer that they put out like last year i think okay uh which was like you know hey here's all the characters that are going to be in it and then uh you know just sort of a teaser kind of thing yeah uh, and, and uh i was like okay that's it for me that's that's all i need <laughs> uh you know all i need to know is uh you know david desmalchian as uh polka dot man i'm in right <laughs> <laughs> I figured, so so obviously we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fair warning. <laughs> like, right I don't know now. that there's a way around it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I figured that, you know, of the characters that were announced to be in it, he would be one of the first to go. I, I was pleasantly I say, surprised at, at how big a role he played in this movie. 
Uh, I mean, that is a fair assumption, right? Yeah. It's Polka Dot Man. Right. Um, but, I mean, I like David Desmalchian. Yeah, I think he's a great actor. Oh, yeah, uh, so, absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was absolutely thrilled that he made it through most of the movie. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about yeah, that it was, later. It, it was it was great the way that they like the the opening the opening misdirect. Oh, are you still there? Yeah. Hello. 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 Can you not hear me. I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> I heard like a weird Skype beep. Weird. Oh, I didn't hear that. But okay. <laughs> oh, are you are you still there? We uh, yeah. Are we still okay. good? <laughs> okay. Now you're you're cutting in and out a little bit. Oh man, uh, nothing's happening on my end. So okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll keep going, and if I lose you, I'll try not to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah the the opening the the misdirect of the opening scene, uh, was was just goddamn brilliant. It was oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> I mean. From the cast list, you know, if there was one actor that I, I was not thrilled about being in this movie and was hoping would be one of the first to die, uh, it's like James Gunn read my mind uh, <laughs> and killed him first. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my guess. <laughs> I thought I thought he was fine. <laughs> for the couple minutes that he was on screen and the few lines of dialogue that he had sure uh i mean i just i, I don't care for him uh but i could say the same for most saturday night live cast members <laughs> right uh but but he just seems uh, slightly more obnoxious than others uh, so it was good to see him get his entire face blown off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that I've uh, that I've ever seen him in anything on Saturday Night Live. Actually, <laughs> I am I am primarily familiar with him from tabloids and Twitter. <laughs> sure, I mean so. that's, that's part of it for me as well. Uh, you know, he's just uh, an obnoxious figure in life, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, the, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird because, you know, they are such D list characters that are introduced right. in the opening scenes of this movie that to honestly be surprised that none of them make it through <laughs> is, is a bit of a feat. Uh, right. James Gunn still managed to do that. <laughs> I thought at least Javelin would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was a little sad. I genuinely like Flula Borg. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was I was legitimately surprised that Captain Boomerang died. I was too, honestly. Uh, so, you have not seen the first movie, uh, as, as you've stated. Uh, right, but I, is, I understand he's an important part of that movie. I wouldn't say important, but he's a standout. Okay. <laughs> and, and, I mean, maybe this is just me seeing Jai Courtney in other roles, uh, but he's just a, a clump of cl mud. Like, like his acting ability is just, uh, he's a brick. <laughs> uh, just, just lifeless and dull. Uh, but he brought Captain Boomerang to life in the first movie. He is the only bright spot of the first movie. Uh, and I will say that even over Mogar Margot Robbie as, uh, as Harley Quinn. All right, because uh, she's a nothing in that movie either. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's not a surprise. Yeah, you know she's entirely treated as just you know a sexual object to leer at, right? <laughs> uh, like she she doesn't truly come into her own until the Birds of Prey movie, uh, which have you seen that? 
I have seen Birds of Prey and I loved it. Okay. All right. Same. Same. Uh, so yeah. So I thought, you know, okay, Jack Courtney's back. He's, you know, he's going to be part of the main team, right? He's going to be one of the survivors. Sure. Sure. Nope. <laughs> and he's not just dead like he's triple dead <laughs> oh he's super duper dead <laughs> like he gets impaled by a bunch of shit then he gets torn in half by a propeller and then set on fire <laughs> you don't get more dead than that <laughs> oh man yeah just the the whole the whole storming of normandy sequence is is just just delightful it it is gleeful chaotic violence and just so much fun to watch people just get eviscerated (laughs) and i mean it mostly helps that you don't know or give a shit about most of them right that's true uh but it's also hilarious uh you know and and just so, so the opening scenes feature uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, uh, Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Jay Courtney as Captain Boomerang, and then Pete Davidson. Is that his name? Like, yes. I hate the guy, but I can't even remember his name. <laughs> yes, Pete Davidson. I wanted to say Pete Townsend, but I know that's not it. It's Pete Davidson. I, w- I wanted to say Wentz. Pete Wentz. Pete but I think that's... That's, it, is that someone? <laughs> I think he's like the singer Fallout Boy or something. Oh like that. man! <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the stupid shit I maintain in my brain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I won't go through all the actors, but we got yeah. Javelin, there's a ton of them. <laughs> uh, Blackguard, uh, Mongal, um, Weasel. Savant, uh, that, is that it? Is that pretty much it for that? Uh, you forgot scene? the best one, TDK. Oh, oh, how could I forget TDK? How could you? Oh, played by Nathan Fillion, TV's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I was sad he wasn't in it more. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's it's. A little funny to me that, uh, you know, the James Gunn regulars uh, who, who have appeared in, in multiple of his films, uh, they are all in, like, this opening scene and they all die horribly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is it some sort of wish fulfillment on James Gunn's part? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm uh, saddled with these people. <laughs> Why can't I just uh, blow one of their heads off? Right? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could honestly see him thinking that about Michael Rooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although he does bring James back. Uh, not James. Uh, he brings uh, his brother Sean back in, uh, in a later scene. Uh, twice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess... Is he? Oh yeah, I guess twice. <laughs> I forgot that he was uh, that he was Weasel. Yep, yep. The the embodiment of Weasel. I love Weasel. <laughs> what a great, <laughs> what a great, just dumb gag character. <laughs> and I was legitimately sad when he died, so I'm glad that he did not. <laughs> Spoiler. I said we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. <laughs> yeah, we are. We totally are. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, it was, it was, uh, he, he was absolutely so fun to watch. Uh, just, just how fucking weird he looks and <laughs> everyone's reaction to him. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, J- uh, Sean Gunn's, uh, in-person cameo as Calendar Man was also really cool. Yeah, yeah, uh. Like, it's one of those things where it, it's kind of blink and you miss it, but, like, I saw it and I was like, oh, hey! You know, like, I just was really happy, you know? Yeah. Uh, apparently there's, uh, you know, I mean, there's always a, a subset of people online. Like, no matter what you want to talk about. Oh, no, <laughs> but, no. But there are people who are 
are pissed that they ruined Calendar Man. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw something that somebody said like, why couldn't we have gotten a flashback to his backstory? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's a he's a, a guy who wears a calendar costume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they're clearly going for the sort of uh, long Halloween Arkham Asylum games uh, version of him here. Right. But uh, it's still fucking calendar, man. Who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> But then, to be fair, you could say the same thing about Polka Dot Man. That's true. That is and, true. Uh, by the end of this movie, I gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, they 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 gave some real uh, real pathos to Polka Dot Man. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, set aside the fact that you know he is uh, at least to me the most relatable character in the movie. I can see that. He actively just wants to die. Right. <laughs> yeah, his I, I forget one of one of them says we're all gonna die and his just sort of tired God I hope so. Yep. <laughs> made made me so just happy. <laughs> uh <laughs> if, like if I hear one... I hear you. Say what? I no, I was just saying like I, I hear you polka dot man. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> I uh if there was one thing I was disappointed about uh, his his performance, his role, whatever, uh is that uh, he didn't do the run that he does in the Lego games. Uh I, I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember his polka dot man's run in the Lego games. Uh yeah, he uh he has a crazy run where it, like he just it's kind of like the Robert Crumb, you know, uh, trucking walk, uh, but like uh, really fast, and his arms like flail behind him like they're just wet noodles. Okay, it's goddamn delightful to watch every time, uh, and I was just hoping at some point that that would happen, but uh, no. But but it's fine. It all worked out in the end. Yeah, of, of I sorts. Mean, of sorts. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, so the entire, like, first ten minutes of this movie is all, like you said, it's a misdirect. Uh, and then we, we catch up with, the the actual team we're following. Uh, which features, uh, other people. (laughs) Yes, it would have to, because most everyone else died. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so so during that massacre, basically, uh, Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn uh, survive uh, and are separated. But meanwhile, we uh, uh, get introduced to the uh, the other Suicide Squad, uh, featuring uh, Bloodsports, Peacemaker, Ratcatcher, uh, Polka Dot Man, and King Shark. Right? Yes, correct. Is that all of them? That that is all of them. Ratcatcher all too, right. I would say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and then the movie uh, decides that, uh, it's going to play with its timeline pretty weirdly. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, which, which I found entirely enjoyable and in some places worked really well. Yeah. I, I, I liked how, like, like I, I typically, and I think this is something that I've gotten from Jenny is I am typically annoyed when, uh, something starts with like an action sequence and then is flashes back to like 72 hours earlier or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I thought it worked. I thought it worked really well here. Uh, and just as far as introducing the characters. And then I liked how, how, yeah, like you said, the movie sort of, you know, throughout the movie plays with, with the timeline a little bit. So we see, you know, different things at different times. It was, it was really cool. It really was. Uh, I think uh, towards the the climax scene uh, when they're in the tower, I think that's when it works kind of at its best. Definitely, uh, yeah. Just just seeing like the the different uh, action scenarios happening that you know lead to you know different causes and events. Uh, yeah, it really works well here, and I, I'm with you for the most part. Whenever I see stuff like that in movies, it it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Like sorry, uh, sorry. The actual beginning of your movie is boring, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, you know, at least, uh, 
you know, it doesn't start, you know, with, with, uh, I mean, the, the type of thing that I hate is usually like, uh, you know, the character describing the entire movie, like in a flashback. So then you basically know that he, you know, is alive throughout the entire thing and is going to be fine, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like, like, like this does it in a way that, you know, there are still stakes. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think helps. Definitely. Uh, and the fact that, you know, other than like, I mean, you know, nothing's going to happen to Harley Quinn. Uh, and you're pretty sure nothing will happen to Idris Elba. And, you know, we already know Peacemaker has a show coming out. So, uh, you know, we know nothing's going to happen to those three characters at the very least. Right. Uh, but, you know, also maybe... I mean, you know, the Peacemaker show could be, you know, a flashback show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually, I, I wasn't sure about that, especially, you know, after he, you know, does his sort of heel turn right. uh, and and then gets shot. Uh, I, I thought he was dead. And then that, yeah, the Peacemaker show was just going to be like a prequel right. uh, about how he ended up there. So, yeah, that, mm. that was a genuine surprise at the end when he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Idris Elba, you know, he, he could decide that, uh, you know, that he's not signing on for franchises. Sure. <laughs> he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, he did he did one Pacific Rim and he was done. Yeah, right? Could He could have come back for the second one. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, he may do Hobbs and Shaw too. who knows, but, you know. <laughs> oh, do you think he's going to be in, in uh, Fast 10 and 11? Uh, you know, maybe. I don't know. I mean, The Rock won't be, so. That's true. Because <laughs> he hates Vin Diesel. <laughs> right. <laughs> they could just film all of their scenes separately. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe he got burned by the Dark Tower. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Remember the Dark Tower? I do remember the Dark Tower. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I had forgotten that that existed entirely. <laughs> I saw it on vacation uh, in Florida, uh, in in uh, in a theater that was very old that that, that did not uh, have stadium seating. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> and also, it was uh, forgettable. Other than the I'm... fact that I actually saw it, I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. the Gunslinger. <laughs> uh, but you know, good for Idris Elba. Yeah, that that he still works. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, Idris Elba is great. I really enjoy him and stuff. I do too. Uh, but if there's one actor in this movie who I am just like, I I just want to like cuddle him. And and just make sure he's okay because I want to see him succeed and do well. Uh, that is Joel Kinnaman. Okay, like, 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 just something about him. Like, I want to see that guy make it. <laughs> uh, and and so so he is one of the holdovers from the first Suicide Squad. Uh. And he's terrible in that movie. He is just just a lump as well. Uh, I, I think I I think I read an interview with him uh, about this movie where he was basically just like like not shitting on the original Suicide Squad movie, but totally shitting on the original Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, he he like, is just uh, like a, an exposition uh, machine in that movie. Like like right. his sole purpose is to. To, to, to put it back to video games, he's the narrator telling you where to go and telling okay. you which buttons to push. Uh, like, like, he is just so a, a nothing character in that. Uh, so to see him in this movie, like, actually have a personality and do stuff uh, <laughs> was just, it warmed my heart. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed uh, Rick Flagg's relationship with Harley. Like that was that was just really nice. Yeah, just a nice friendship. Uh, and he has pretty good relationships with everyone in the movie that that he interacts with. 
Yeah. Uh, like, like even just, you know, the fodder. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, but like, like, yeah, like I just, I just want that guy to do well. Like, like I'd have been happy if he'd, could been able to do a RoboCop two, you know. I, you know, let's 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 have another season of the killing, you know. Just just <laughs> just I I want that guy to be working and and to eat well and to be healthy. <laughs> I mean, he looked like he's in good shape, so you know. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, so so I would say I was probably the saddest when he dies in this movie. <laughs> That was very sad. That was a that was a tough sequence. Yeah, but I thought um, it was really well done. It was, and it was earned. Uh, you know, like like again, because from that first movie, he's just he's 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 a cipher, and to to have him be an actual character that you give a shit about, and like towards you know the end, uh, it just really made that scene work too. Yeah. Uh, and, and him having, you know, morals and, and going up against Amanda Waller, uh, which, I mean, I'm not too familiar with, uh, him in the comics, but I, I just always assumed he was just a lapdog. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I feel like I, <laughs> I sort of have that, uh, prejudice against characters in the military. <laughs> like, sure. Oh, of course yeah. they just, they're just following orders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which you know, Peacemaker turns out to be that guy, right? Uh, you know, played by John Cena, who I guess I'm a John Cena fan now. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been pretty delightful in things that I've seen him in. Uh, I mean, uh, like I I saw Twelve Rounds, which is like just a shitty kind of diehard action movie that came out in the mid two thousands. Yeah. Uh, uh and you know just kind of never really gave him a thought you know he he's been you know I'd, I'd seen him in like sketches on like the John Oliver show or whatever and he's perfectly fine uh but uh, last year I watched Blockers which I had zero expectation for uh which turned out to be a fantastic fucking movie and he's yeah, Blockers great is, in it Blockers is great uh and then him and this i was just like oh am i on this guy's side now <laughs> like do, do i want to see more john cena and things <laughs> he had a a relatively small part in the movie train wreck that amy schumer movie mm-hmm. from a few years ago and yeah he was like he he kind of stole kind of stole the movie in that one so yeah i was i was excited to see blockers and i was very pleased to see him in this as well uh, the only thing else that I can think of, uh, he played uh, a character on an episode of Psych. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, essentially the same character he plays here. Interesting. Yeah, just, you know, sort of a morally gray military guy. All right. Yeah. Uh, a little more redeemable in, in Psych than in here, though. I, I, it'd be weird if he was less redeemable in Psych. <laughs> Because he's Fair. pretty bad in this one. Yeah, yeah, he is, uh, I would say, not redeemable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the TV show's like. As am I. Uh, but uh, I guess James Gunn is pretty involved in that as well. Yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know if he's developing it or just producing it or, or what. But yeah, it sounds like he's uh, playing a big role in it. And then, then I'm pretty much on board. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a big James Gunn supporter, even when I don't care for some of his movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I've been following him for a while when I used to work at the TV station, uh, back in like 2003, 2004, uh, we aired a movie on like Saturday afternoon called the specials. Oh, I love the specials. The specials is great. Uh, yeah, he wrote that. He plays a small role in it. Uh, it stars Thomas Hayden Church and Paget Brewster, uh, and it's just about a, a shitty superhero team. <laughs> uh, and like you know, but it's no budget, so they never use their powers or do anything super heroic throughout it. Uh, but it's hilarious and great, and I loved it. 
And I was like, oh man, what, who, what is this? Who was involved? I want to know more. Uh, you know, and, and James Gunn started out working for Troma, uh, and he wrote, uh, Tromeo and Juliet, uh, which I've never seen. I'm not a huge Troma guy. Yeah. I've never seen any Troma movies. I've, I've seen two of the toxic Avengers. Uh, one of which I'd say is worth watching. <laughs> uh, the first one. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I've seen other trauma movies, but, but none that I can just recall offhand. Uh, but then he also wrote the Scooby-Doo movie, uh, which, uh, I do not care for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he also wrote, uh, Dawn of the Dead with our buddy Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder's only good movie. I was going to say uh, Zack Snyder's best movie right there. Yep. <laughs> and probably owes more to James Gunn than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, then, then he got his own directorial debut with Slither, which is a movie that fucking love. Yeah. Slither's uh, great. Uh, which I think it's the start of him, like, you know, being like, yep, yeah, I work with the same five people over and over again. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is totally fine. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then uh, he did Super, which I also think is fantastic. Uh, with uh, Rain Wilson and Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that one? I have seen that one. I, I don't remember a ton about it other than it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, yeah, it does do that at times. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, especially like the 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 Ellen Page stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's still I enjoy that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's definitely him, sort of beginning the the phase of his career where he just goes for absolutely grotesque and completely heartfelt kind of things. Sure. Like like Slither, like it's gross and and it definitely is is a straight up horror comedy. But uh, like 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 it's not as over the top gross as I think even Super gets, which isn't even supernatural in, in basis. Yeah, uh, and then you know like you can you can definitely see the through line that leads to this movie, which is just. There's a lot of over-the-top gore. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, which which just kind of helps make it so gleeful and delightful. Yeah, you know, this this movie is, yeah, it's very gruesome. Um, but I also feel like it's kind of a feel-good movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's about the power of friendship and, and overcoming fears and, and anxieties. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a cute rat in it. Sure. I was I was real worried that something bad was going to happen to Sebastian, so I'm glad nothing did. <laughs> uh, and we we have uh Sylvester Stallone doing the voice of King Shark, our Groot of this movie. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone's best role. Uh, well, For sure. You know, I, I will I will argue against that, but it's definitely <laughs> in his top five. <laughs> Maybe my favorite Sylvester Stallone role. How's that? I'll, I'll give you that, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, honestly, the only thing I know about King Shark is uh, Gail Simone likes to fuck with people on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so you know, I have no expectations for that character. <laughs> Uh, but but he was he was a lot of fun in this movie. It is it boggles my mind that we live in a time where uh, there have been two different live action versions of King Shark. <laughs> one one in the Suicide Squad and then the other one on the CW. Like what is this? What timeline are we in? <laughs> it's so weird. Ah, I I had totally forgotten about that, but you're right. There's a pretty great uh, episode where King Shark fights Gorilla Grodd. I, I remember that now, as <laughs> as you're saying it. Uh, huh. Well, hopefully we'll get Gorilla Grodd in, and you know, be able to help flesh uh, flesh out that uh, double whammy of awesome characters. I hope so. Maybe maybe he'll be in Flashpoints. 
that would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe he's actually the cause of flashpoints and not reverse that'd, flash. That'd be great. Uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, this this yeah. movie was uh, yeah, it it was yeah. it was great. I just really enjoyed it, and and yeah, so I watched it on on Saturday, uh, and then I watched it again this afternoon, um, and, and like I I you know I, I paid attention for the most part, but I was doing other things while I had it on this afternoon, and it's just a great just put it on and let it run and, and sort of dip in and out of it and, and just enjoy it. The, the performances are great. The story is great. Yeah. It's just, it's, I love this movie. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I watched it, uh, last Thursday, uh, like, you know, 11 o'clock at night and then, uh, watched it again last night. Uh, and you know, uh, much like you did, I was, I was doing other stuff, but, uh, you know, yeah, it was just, this may be a comfort movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it was just just so good from beginning to end, and and just like <laughs> so at some point, like during the production of this movie, like I, I did know that Starro was going to be the villain. Uh, which, which is something I think we should talk about for sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess we probably should, shouldn't we? <laughs> uh but even then like uh the scene where peter capaldi shows up and explains starro <laughs> like knowing that starro is in this movie like i was still surprised that oh fuck starro's here <laughs> right there's nothing that can prepare you <laughs> for the giant alien starfish <laughs> uh and then you know like even and then like at that point there is still like an hour of movie left uh until starro like breaks out and and becomes an actual threat uh and even then i was still oh fuck starro is in this movie (laughs) (laughs) and then when he starts expelling starfish out of his side butt or whatever Uh, which uh, the the first scene when we're watching like the filmed footage of Starro being captured, and like the first couple of starfish like come out of him, uh, that was real gross, and I did not care for that. Yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> uh, but when he is you know sixty feet tall and like there's millions of them coming out of him, like that that was a little more palatable. <laughs> um, but but like like takes immense skill as a storyteller to be able to let the audience know what's going to happen and still surprise them with exactly what you told them was going to happen. Right. (laughs) Uh, And and then, yeah, and then Starro becomes the villain and it's crazy. And I'm going to admit that that it it fell apart a little bit for me at that point. Oh, no. (laughs) I I mean, not not enough that, like, you know, it's like, oh, fuck this movie forever. But, like, (laughs) he looks ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, he's a giant starfish. Yes, yes, he is. And and just it's it's minor because because I again, I enjoyed it, but but there was a minor disconnect for me at that point uh, where he is just like rampaging through the city <laughs> as just a big pink and blue kaiju. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, like, I don't know. It just, it just, you know, I, uh, I don't know. Am I turning to my dad? I just had a birthday, so I'm getting older. I don't know. <laughs> but like, it's no, just, I- just a cartoon. <laughs> I, I think that's I understand and and part of it too maybe like I know when I think of Starro, uh, I always just think of sort of the giant eye in the sky, uh, yeah. and the and the real threat is you know whoever is possessed by the Starro spores, right? Um, so like having having Starro be just like an actual monster that that King Shark bites and and Polka Dot Man envisions as his mother and shoots with polka dots 
and then that Harley Quinn <clears throat> stabs in the eye in maybe the most disgusting sequence of yeah, the movie. Gross. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, I can see how there'd be, how that'd be a little bit jarring. Yeah. Uh, again, like, like it's fine. And like, normally I feel like, like, like I would be totally on, on the side of, of like just going out for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like, like I just had just the most minor disconnect with that. <laughs> and I think maybe it is because, yeah, I do envision Starro as just sort of an outer space floating being. Uh, but but eh, whatever, it's fine. Like, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that uh, I feel like James Gunn did something with Starro that I've never encountered before. Was it the sympathy part? It was the sympathy part. <laughs> like, he made, he made Starro sympathetic. And yeah. it was so simple. And it was so good. Yeah. No, that, that part definitely got to me for sure. Uh, his, his final line, you know, uh, before he dies was, was, was pretty heart wrenching. Yeah. Um, uh, so during the battle with Starro is when Pokemon, Polka Dot Man, uh, gets crushed to death. Right. <laughs> after he fully realizes his potential as a superhero. <laughs> uh, so my friend has a theory. And after watching it a second time, I'm kind of on board with it. <laughs> and mostly it just might be because, again, I really like David Desmalchian. Right. <laughs> And just, if there's a sequel to this, I, I hope he returns. Uh, but, you know, his his thing is uh, the polka dots are, are an interdimensional virus. Uh, and he gets crushed by Starro. We never see a body. That's true. Everybody else who dies in this movie, we see their corpses. Bloody and uh, dismembered and whatever. Uh, we never see anything other than the tattered remains of his costume afterwards. Yeah, that's true. He, uh, he could have he could have escaped into himself. Yep. So so I think there's a loophole, and and I'm I'm on board with that theory. Excellent. I like that as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is just it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, there are people who hate it because it's fun, and they can all just go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck uh, off. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, like, like again, I have some um, some problems with this movie. Like, I I could do without the endless needle drops. Uh, that's that's not a thing I love. Yeah. Uh, which which, uh, yeah, me talking about uh, not loving everything James Gunn does uh, should also bring up uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as as much as I loved Guardians of the Galaxy one. Uh, volume two was, I think, the more I think about it, just in, in in equal terms, just as bad as it was good. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it just, just there was too much, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I felt sometimes like this movie was just almost in the danger of veering into the too much category. Yeah, uh, and part of that was with his just endless soundtrack. That said, I like a lot of the songs that were on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, no, the I, I think the soundtrack is great. Yeah, I would uh, I would happily listen to it. <laughs> I mean, probably two of my top ten favorite songs are like the first two songs that are played in this movie. Oh, nice! Uh, it opens up with uh, Folsom Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. Uh, and then the, uh, during the credits scene when, uh, or the opening credits, uh, after the, uh, the, the decoy team all bites it. Right. Uh, they play, uh, Jim Carroll's, uh, People Who Died, which is another song that I just absolutely love. Uh, and was hilariously dark to you know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I'd never heard that song before, but I, I really liked it. Uh, uh, funnily enough, uh, Gwar does a cover of that song. Nice. Uh, they, they, uh, and 
and it makes me cry every time I hear it. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I shouldn't laugh. No, it's fine. It's because it's fucking Guar. <laughs> uh, they covered it on the uh, the AV Club when they were doing those uh, like uh, cover shows. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, I don't know if you remember those or not. But... Yeah, I saw a few of those. Yeah. Uh, so they had gore on like four years in a row. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and like almost every time, like gore would like pick whatever song and then like halfway through, they would just like change the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they did uh, like one year they came in and uh, the only song that they had to pick was like uh, Billy Ocean's Get Out of My Car. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, like, halfway through, they change it to Bother O'Reilly by The Who. Nice. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but one in one of their final appearances, they, they covered uh, West End Boys by... Uh, West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys. Okay. Uh, and then, like, halfway through, they changed it to People Who Die. And, uh, like, it's all about, like, their friends and like band members and like at that point in time uh the de facto leader of guar uh david brocky who played uh odorous Urungus, the the lead singer of the band yeah uh, had died from a heroin overdose at like age 50 like, oh, geez. days after he turned 50 uh and so they they get to that part and it fucking makes me cry every goddamn time yeah that sounds intense <laughs> Yeah, but like it's still just like a hard rockin' punk song that, you know, guys in ridiculous costumes and makeup are playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh kinda like the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like like what you were saying, I have some minor quibbles with it as well. Just like I feel like the pacing is sort of all over the place. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I I got over it because I was enjoying it so much. Yeah. yeah, every everything that I can point to as like, yeah, you know, can easily be overlooked by just how much fun the movie is having. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I feel like, like, it's one of those things like the, the whole DC extended universe thing or whatever. Uh, like, you know, after just the, the dour, you know, train of, you know, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, you know, Justice League, whatever. You know, people are like, you know, like, like, aren't these movies supposed to be fun? And then it felt like they swung way hard in the other direction and missed the point. Uh, whereas, like, I, I feel like this just came naturally. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, like, like Shazam feels like forced fun, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and even when the first Suicide Squad came out, you know, like they, they made the trailers to, to make it feel more like a James Gunn movie. Right. Uh, but when you actually watch it, it is just, you know, a dull turd. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, you know, they also like tried to push things into it again forced fun yeah uh, that just just totally worked against anything they were trying uh so so i was glad to see you know i was glad to see this yeah i i think this and and birds of prey are are a good course correction for for the dceu right as it and, were and, and still being you know quote-unquote mature yeah, yeah. Both are rated R movies, you know, so, and and you know you can definitely say that you know well you know they're superheroes aren't they supposed to be for kids and I get that too, but you know if that's the track you're going to go on, I think this is the more palatable one, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, you know, and and I think this is a great companion piece to Birds of Prey, and I know a lot of people are upset that you know people are responding more to this than to the other one. But, you know, I mean, the other one came out like right as the pandemic started. Yeah. Birds of Prey was uh, the last movie that I saw in a theater. Same. <laughs> uh, at least I think it was either that or Invisible Man. They came out like right at the same time. Right. Uh, 
but but it was definitely one of the last movies I saw in a theater. Um, and, and yeah, I, I had zero expectations for that movie, and I absolutely came out loving it. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I don't know where my train of thought is going on this. But <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that uh, that people watching the Suicide Squad brings more people to Birds of Prey. Yeah, that that would be nice, and and uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I feel like there's also people online who are trying to like pit both movies against each other, and and of I think course. that's stupid too. You know, yeah, of course like, there like, are. Both can exist, and both can be you know whatever as you know whatever you think about it. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, people, people are the yeah, worst. They are. They really are. <laughs> Uh, well, one last thing I'd like to say is uh, another thing that I just found annoying is that I could have done with less of the the polka dot man mom stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought that was in there just the right amounts. <laughs> like giant thought, giant Starro as his mom was perfect. Uh, you know I liked if if it would have sucked to the first time you see it, I thought that was very good and very well done. Uh, and then if we saw it again, like as, you know, the kaiju wrecking the town, that would have been enough. But the, the scene where she shows up, like while there, he's dancing, I could have done without that. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could take or leave that one too. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, I'd say almost that entire bar scene could have been done without as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the only other than picking up Peter Capaldi, who is in this movie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I loved, like, do you want a swarm of rats up your ass? (laughs) His his response to that, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's so perfect. Yeah. Uh, It reminded me. Like, I mean, we, we have lived with him as Doctor Who for, you know, the past couple of years, but it reminded me that, oh, yeah, he was also, you know, in the, the thick of it and in the loop as just this crass character. Yeah. And, and it reminded me of just classic, you know, what, what you know, other people might remember Peter Capaldi from, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so funny. Yeah. Uh, there is one thing. Uh, so... When he shows up at the bar, he has a bandage on his ear. And it is never explained. (laughs) And he has it on for the rest of the movie afterwards. Uh, Like, just, I don't know. It's one of those things that make me think, you know, there had to be deleted scenes. Because it is just blatant. (laughs) I assumed he was just covering up his piercing. (laughs) Like a waitress. Well, at first, like, when I really noticed it, like, I noticed he has something, like, jammed in his ear. Yeah. Because he's got contraptions all over his head. And I thought, oh, maybe that's, like, a new contraption thing. You know, then he's just using the bandage to to hold it in place for a while. Uh, But then I wound up rewinding to his previous scenes. And no, he still has that thing in his ear before he has the bandage, so. Huh. Yeah, I don't know, just something that, that I caught that threw me off a little bit. Hmm. Continuity yeah. errors. Yep, yep. C- cinema sins. <laughs> uh, you got him. You got James Gunn. Well done. Yep. Oh, I've canceled him correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I've done what Disney couldn't do. Oh, they tried. Yep. They did not have the power. <laughs> Eric Schomburg is more powerful than Disney damn straight <laughs> uh, anyway looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yeah and the, the holiday special okay <laughs> I don't know what that is yeah, there's, Star Wars there, holiday special no there's they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special it's going to be on Disney plus really uh, that, I, that James Gunn is writing and directing huh alright yeah Okay. It's it's a few years away, probably, at this point. Okay, well, bring it on, I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything bringing you joy, sir? Oh, gosh. Uh, this is episode 269. 
<laughs> that's right. <laughs> nice. And honestly, I can't think of anything else, so that's what I'm going with. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I've I've been I've been really busy this week, and uh, it's going to be really hot this weekend. Uh, and, uh, uh, I am just not looking forward to it. So sure. the episode number it is. Okay. Hey, cause it, cause it tickles it takes. me. That's, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> How <laughs> I about you? Know, comic book day is, uh, is this weekend. Oh yeah, I guess it is, but there's mm-hmm. still a pandemic on. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, just wear your mask and go get you some free comics. All right. Maybe, maybe I will do that. <laughs> what's, what's bringing uh, you some joy? Um, fuck, not much. Uh, my car broke and I had turned a year older this week. So, you know, just, just things are on a downslide. Yeah, that's a one-two punch. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, I will say, you know what? I, I got some mail today and, and it is tangentially Suicide Squad related. Ooh. Uh, I got the new issue of Copra in. Nice. Uh, which, uh, for the listener that does not know, is a independent comic by Michelle Fife. Uh, that is, I mean, in the best way possible, just a ripoff of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in in just the most basic terms. I mean, that, right? Because yeah. uh, it is far far better than uh, you know. Then uh, that description makes it sound. <laughs> um, yeah. I other than that, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's awesome, though. That's yeah. that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, I look forward to reading that. Uh, oh, you know what? I do have a joy this week. I I mean you're you're right it's going to be hot as fuck and I'm not particularly looking to much of anything this weekend and it's free comic book day and I will be at my comic book shop uh doing sketches and I'm I'm kind of anxious about that but otherwise I'm have the first weekend off I've had in like t- 3 years. Oh, that's awesome. Uh so so usually like we record on a Thursday night and then I have to stay up for 7 more hours. Uh, so that I can get ready for my night job on Friday. Uh, I don't have to do that tonight. I can I can go to bed after this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad for you because I, I that that schedule is so grueling. It's not fun at times for sure. Uh, so yeah, so so I get uh, yeah, it's just uh, I, I mean I'm busy pretty much all three days, but but. Uh, I'm busy on my own time. Yeah. It's it's a different kind of busy. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that is if I get my car back. Right. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, do you, want, do you want to pick a movie for next week? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, you, you you can call this off anytime you want. If you want two sixty nine to be the last one, <laughs> I mean that that is my uh, mo. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we'll we'll keep going. We'll go to at least three sixty nine for now. Perfect. Uh, and then we'll play it by ear from there. Okay. Um, so last week, I think I think we kind of joked about this a little bit, but you know what? Uh, I'm saying fuck it. Let's do it. Uh, We're going to watch another superhero movie that's on HBO Max until the end of this month. Uh, It is called Steel, starring (laughs) Shaquille O'Neal. Hello? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was was choking. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh man. Do I make Jenny watch this with me? I don't know. <laughs> she, she would she would be so mad. I mean, is she a Shaquille O'Neal fan? Uh does she why, like Judd why Nelson? Why would she be? 
Uh, I mean, you know, Judd Nelson was a heartthrob at one point in time. That's a possibility. That's true. Uh, Dinah Meyer, maybe. <laughs> if I tell her it's like Iron Man, it's a superhero who wears a suit of armor, maybe she'd be into it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, you know, she may have secretly loved uh, the Shaq Fu game. That's uh, true. From the 90s. Yeah. Or, or followed Shaquille O'Neal's uh, hip-hop career. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot we don't know about Jenny, is what I'm but saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to dig into this <laughs> over the weekends. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, I'm thrilled to watch Steel. <laughs> like, legitimately thrilled. I'm glad. Uh, I mean... Like, once you mentioned it last week, and I, I did try to think of other options, but I just kept coming back to it. And I was like, it, it's on HBO till the 31st. We have to do this. Because <laughs> if I don't, I don't think Joe will. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I had contemplated picking it before, but I worried that you would veto it. So oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad mean, that I, you're the one to pick it. I, I can't judge it. I haven't seen it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I judge everything I haven't seen, but uh, I do legitimately want to watch this, fully aware that it might be terrible. Excellent. <laughs> oh, uh, man. <laughs> Steel. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. You know what? I'm also not gonna lie. There's there's been a part of me that's like, you know, we should probably, you know, at, at least I do. I think this uh, sometimes we should probably that I should probably try to pick more films with like a more diverse cast or more, oh, sure. you know, like like people of color and lead roles. And what's a better transition than Steel? Right. That's that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I like that. <laughs> I, I think that's a good uh, a good mission statement for us going forward. <laughs> I mean, I probably could pick something that had been, you know, critically acclaimed that I probably should watch, you know, but uh, no, we're going with Steel. You know, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, start small. Yeah. Start uh, Steel. I, and on that note... <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Viewmasters.